and salutations, happy and blessed people. I am Dorio Davis, and welcome, welcome to Say It Louder, the podcast, episode three. For my newbies, you have walked across the threshold to my classroom. You are welcome to this space. I am the Renaissance man, educator, actor, singer, writer, R&B junkie with the charm of a Southern gentleman, and words of wisdom as my grandmama, my mama, and my former teachers taught me. I am everything that God intended me to be, and I am happy about it. When you have ears to hear and eyes to see, you possess the profound ability to capture life's artistry. Here is my discovery. I send a congratulations to all of the graduates. You have worked hard, you have conquered, and you have satisfied the requirements for your diploma or your degree from your prospective institutions. Bravo. In honor of graduation season, for my discoveries, I am highlighting a 78-year-old grandmother who earned her college degree. According to Stardom 101 magazine, Vivian Cunningham, a mother of two, a grandmother of three, and a great-grandmother of three, earned her liberal studies degree at Stanford University. She spent nearly three decades working as a janitor before becoming head of the mailroom for the Alabama Power Company. In 1992, she retired and used the company's tuition reimbursement program to get her associate's degree in paralegal studies from Virginia College. Despite this great accomplishment, or these great accomplishments that she's made, this may not be the end of the academic road for the great-grandmother, who says she's also thinking about continuing on to pursue her master's degree. This gem is another example of that good old black magic good old black joy, and good old black excellence. It doesn't matter your age. Set your goal and make it happen. No excuses. The power is in you. Are you serious? That really happened? It's not enough to be awake. It's the awoken. Why is it that in 2021, we are still talking about and battling with barriers around the color? The phrase, the color line, was first referenced in an article by Frederick Douglass that was titled, The Color Line. It was published in the North American Review in 1881. The phrase gained fame after W.B. Du Bois repeated the term and used it in his book, The Souls of Black Folk. Yep, read that one. In this book, Du Bois says that the problem of the 20th century is the problem with the color line which refers to the often invisible and sometimes physical racial divide. This hierarchical line ensures that white people receive better treatment than black people. The color line has stood the test of time. It has changed, it's mutated, and metamorphosized throughout time, starting with slavery. Survived the blow of the Emancipation Proclamation and the freeing of the slaves, put on his coat and hat and dressed up as Jim Crow segregation and separate but equal oversights. Du Bois spoke about this formidable seed of discourse and its effects on the 20th century, but the color line has grown more venomous throughout the years and still rears its ugly head in the 21st century, convoluting the accomplishments of managing to elect black people in the highest and most revered offices in the land, forever President Barack Obama and Vice President Kamala Harris, with Arizona and Georgia turning blue for the 2020 election and ending the tyrannical, tormenting tenure of number 45, and welcoming our former Vice President and now President Joe Biden. The color line has widened 
as new areas of dysfunction arose. For example, maskers and anti-maskers and vaxxers and anti-vaxxers in response to the COVID-19 epidemic, which rocked the entire world. With constant efforts to suppress the black vote of black people, the attack on teaching critical race theory and the way institutional racism has impacted black people in this country, which many white people and elected officials refer to this education as anti-American and divisive. Which is so sad. It's laughable. And let's not forget the way that black people are not only targeted by law enforcement, but are also killed by law enforcement, which has birthed the outpouring desire to march, for us to scream, cry, organize, and mobilize for change. To this day, African Americans still deal with the duality of being black and being American because, well... We are still treated as second-class citizens and three-fourths of a human being in comparison to folks on the other side of the line. W.B. Du Bois' words, my confirmation. They don't have to deal with this duality. They just are. And it is unfair and it is unjust. Du Bois suggested that the line was unstable and the line would be broken if it could withstand the unequal proximity that exists between the lives and the living of black and white people. Well, I'm here to just give this update about this line, this color line. The line is still there and it's still strong. I mean, we see glimpses of light from time to time. We see evidence that parts of the line has been blotted a little or it has been smudged, but that line is still shaded right back again, synonymous to the attempts white folks took to paint over the words Black Lives Matter on Black Lives Matter way in Washington, D.C. Did y'all see the clip online on Instagram? Because I did. Clearly with the insurrection that occurred on January 6th, where Clearly with the insurrection that occurred on January 6th, where people stormed the Capitol as a call of action by number 45 to reject and somehow stop President Biden's victory as a mighty and riotous horde of locusts and with violence, with death, with breaking and entering, with intentions to hang people and with total disrespect for everything that is good in this country. But what was that really all about? 45 gave the bigot voice again. After eight years of Yes We Can, 45 gave them four years of Make America White Again. That makes the average person with morals cringe. It made me cringe for four years. Talk about a line. There wasn't just a color line that was drawn. There was a I'm not effing with you if you voted with that dude line drawn as well. According to the data from the Associated Press, 81,281,888 people voted for Biden and over 74 million people voted for Trump. And everyone who participated in that travesty of storming the Capitol has yet to be charged. He hasn't even been charged for inciting the riot, but he sure did give the order for Black Lives Matter protesters who are marching peacefully to get attacked the double standard. This issue with the color line is more than just an issue about color. Color is what's on the surface. It is an issue about right and wrong, fair and equal treatment, 
fair and equal access to resources and advantages. And the fear, the fear that many of our white citizens have with them desiring to keep things the way that they have always been, unequal, with them reaping rewards that they did not earn and work for. For example, wealth accrued because of slavery. But we're not talking about that, right? Them having the privilege given to them by the color of their skin to cut corners, slide by, and maneuver in spaces throughout life where they are protected, promoted, and prioritized. And the fear is that their reign is coming to an end, which is the reason the terms of injustice are changing. The last election gave them a swift blow to the chest that knocked the wind out of them. Now, they have new methods that they are presenting to stifle our progress. You have government officials who are scrambling to stand for the values of the constituents and themselves to do which is morally and ethically wrong, such as voter suppression, for example, to further cement inequality. This is what has to happen. We have to work quickly and correctly. We have to continue to hold the line and push the line by getting involved with social action groups that support the interests of black people, to level out access, to support the interests of all people, to do what is right, to bring awareness and continue to fight for our rights as a people. Seek out groups such as National Urban League, the NAACP, Black Lives Matter groups, or even look online to see what social activist groups are near where you live. There are all sorts of meetup groups that focus on social activism. If you are part of a fraternity or a sorority, make sure you are doing some type of social activism, whether you are a collegiate or a graduate chapter member, local, state, regional, and national level. The motivational moment. For the motivational moment, I want to share with you this epiphany that I got. As I was driving, something dropped in my spirit, and it was... Oftentimes, we suppress and we pass it on as if it's healing. So when you suppress something, you push it down. You push it down with the intent to focus your energy to keep on going to do what it is that you have to do. Because there are so many things that's going on in your life, so many people who need you, so many things that you have to do that you sometimes forsake yourself and you suppress that trauma, you suppress that bad thing, you suppress that disappointment because you have to show up. But just because you suppressed it doesn't mean that you're healed from it because what you push down has a tendency to come back up. And when it comes back up, you may not be strong enough to withstand it. It may come out in some type of way that can manifest as a mistake. So, what I want you to do is get out of this place of suppression. Get out of this place of suppression for the sake of just getting by. Instead, deal with your stuff. Feel that stuff, own that stuff. If there's a mistake that you made, then you own that, you deal with that. If there's, a, if there's something that someone else did to you, then you make the choice of whether you're going to continue to deal with that person or you're going to cut things off and move forward. But you have to deal with that stuff instead of suppressing it. If you don't deal with it, then you will never get to a place of healing. If you need help doing so, then 
If you have friends, if you have family members, you can go to your pastor, you can go to a therapist. Find someone to help you through this ordeal so that that suppression doesn't move over into you becoming stifled. Get to that place of healing. And when you get to that place of healing, then when the situation or a similar situation comes back around, you heal from it. So it's not going to affect you in the way of when you suppressed it. Tune in to the next episode where I will be discussing the media's influence on beauty and image. Until next time, I'm Doriel Davis for Say It Loud of the Podcast. Be blessed and be the best. (laughs) 